and welcome to the Class B Subdistrict Preview. So this preview is going to be a little bit lighter than what our Class A District Preview was, and that is because we're going to do another episode next week after we have the district pairing set for Class B so we can give you a full rundown of what we think is going to happen in those games because uh, subdistricts or Class B has subdistricts. They do it different than A. Um, I'm not, you know, I would sit here and try and explain it to you. Chase and I were talking off air about this and we understand it at equal parts. I don't understand. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. I understand it's equal parts (laughs) understanding and equal parts, not understanding. Just to keep a recap, just to give a short recap, six out of the teams we're going to talk tonight, 16 will play next week. And so there'll be eight total games out of those 16, eight will advance to the state tournament and i believe if you win the sub district you automatically get a place in those 16s but i could be wrong i think that's how it works but i don't know so we'll we're gonna jump into boys first and just kind of talk about teams we're maybe looking at and interested in and maybe some matchups that might happen but don't be mad that it's not as long as the class a or as in depth don't worry class b teams we love you some of our favorite teams are in class B. Some of our favorite teams. You guys get an extra podcast. Class yeah, you B guys get an extra, extra podcast. <laughs> an extra episode. So yeah, don't be mad. Um, but we're going to jump in. Boys, Subdistrict B1. Uh, it is hosted at Platteview, who is nine and six. And they are the number one team. Gross Catholic and Plattsmith are the play-in game. Um, Gross Catholic boys, not as talented as maybe their girls' side is in relative to their two to uh, programs and then Nebraska City's the three seed and Conestoga. I think I'm saying that right. Um, I'm not from Nebraska, so I'm sure I'll get butchered for that. Um, the, they, they play Nebraska City and then play on the other side. Uh, you know, Platteview, the, the, the PowerPoints are pretty even here. Platteview is nine and six. They have 40. Conestoga has 40. Nebraska City's 39. So I think it's a, it's a toss up. I do think Platteview will probably come out tops here but um do you do you yeah, know anything well, about any of these teams well good for Platteview. i mean they're they're entering this as number one seed in 2018 they went one and 11 in uh 2019 they went two and 13 and now obviously cancel season last year and then they come back after a year break and bang nine and six number one seed if i have my facts straight which who knows kate uh their coach mark mclaughlin is also the football co- coach down at Platteview. So he does a he does a little bit of everything. Which that uh, that may be that may be the only coach in the country who does that. That is like a unheard of that is an unheard yeah. of shared coaching duty. You never would see that. So and put a little that, put a little asterisk, asterisk right there. If that's, that if I, that's yeah. true. I mean that would be cool if it's true. I mean that's, that's yeah that's a pretty cool fact. So huge turnaround for Platteview and I'm really impressed with them and um, what they got going on down there. You know, I, I expect them to probably reach um, the district, the districts um, next week. We'll see. I've watched gross Catholic this year. Um, They, they have a few talented players that um, they have, they have a good freshman class. They also have um, a very lengthy defender that has a huge throwing ability that he can basically uh, wind it up at, uh, at midfield and get it to the box. So, um, you know, you never know what happened there. I think Gross Catholic will probably be the ones playing Platteview. Nebraska City, uh, don't know much about the two and three seeds here, um, but Platteview, good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
This is why we do. This is why we have both of us on the podcast because Chase knows that important information that I had no clue about. So, moving into B two sub district two, um, Omaha Scott, the number one seed in this one, fourteen and one. Uh, then they are also going to have two other private schools joining them: number four seed Concordia, number three seed Roncalli, and then Ralston in at the number two seed. Um, Scott, oh, you know. Nothing against the other three teams, but Scott's very good. I see them winning out here. Scott's been really talented. Um, they are they are a fun team to follow and a, a, a fun team to watch play, personally, having seen them play this year. So I enjoy watching them play. Yeah, I mean, out of, out of this group, Ralston would probably be the one team that could challenge them, but not much challenges Omaha Scott. They, I, they are um, a beast of a program. They have a bunch of kids that are college bound, a bunch of them going to Nebraska Westland. Yep. They're four and, captains. And they're four captains going to Nebraska mm-hmm. Westland. So they, they've been rolling all season. Unless something um, monumental happens, an upset of epic proportions, uh, Omaha Scott will be advancing and they'll they'll be um, the top team. They'll be the team to beat even at the state tournament. So Omaha Scott, really talented team. Um, they could compete easily in class a too so yep uh yeah omaha scott that's who's probably so, going through on this one so moving to sub district three we got bennington their hosts they're the number one seed 14 and two they will play elkhorn uh who's the four seed three and 13 elkhorn north is six and seven they're the three seed and then mount michael is the two seed and they are seven and five um bennington boys the bennington girls have been fairly strong over the past few years and now it's kind of the boys turn to to stand up and be accounted for so that that's exciting i think it's exciting that both of them are fairly competitive out there it's good for soccer and in in the state and in the region area and good for bennington yeah bennington's definitely a target community for uh soccer growth in nebraska they they are going to be that probably that next community that explodes. And in 10 years, we look back and we go, wow, how far have they come? Their school is growing. So it's good that both, this is a critical time for both boys and girl pro, girls and boys programs to be having success. So that way it builds on it. Bennington's led by their offense. They have two of the top goal scorers. Every team that they face is going to have a challenge um, keeping up with them um, in, terms of, in terms of goals. Um, I've watched Elkhorn. I've watched Elkhorn North. Uh, Elkhorn North should not be forgotten about if they can, um, they kind of utilize, um, a, a deep, uh, center back that does tend to give people or teams a problem because people are not used to the center back immediately when the attack is going their way, dropping all the way back and sweeper. They, they, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they, I think that's been a huge key for him. The other huge key is they have a junior, um, Logan Hannigan, I believe is his name. And he is, if you're looking for a forward and the, um, the pace, the body build, um, the agility uh, that you want in your typical, like, striker, he has it. And he, if he can break a game open and get a goal or two, Elkhorn North has a shot in those games. Um, Mount Michael, interesting team. Don't know which way that one's going to go. They, play, they played Creighton Prep um very very close but then they've also had games where it's like you you should win that one and you didn't so it could go either way in that three and two seed for that game 
Yeah, and so some talented teams there, and we um, again the sub districts are so interesting because you get such a wide array of, uh, of teams playing against each other, and maybe not cro- too many crossover things. So, in just sub district four, we have hosted by South Sioux City. They're the one seed. They take on number four Lutheran High, Norfolk Catholic. Uh, that's their co-op, and then Madison's the three seed, and Blair's the two seed. Blair's had a good season so far. Um, honestly, I, I honestly, if I was going to pick someone, I, I, I'll pick Blair coming out of this sub district. I think, uh, we've talked about this off air, um, and not to be overly critical of South Sioux city. Cause we know, we don't know what's going on in all these high school programs and these, and with these, with these kids all the time, but South Sioux city, we expected to be higher up. We had a rank, two. We had a rank yeah. two at the preseason. And yeah, so that was probably our, probably our biggest miss in uh in our rankings was was oh south sioux city um they're the number one seed in their sub district but it's gonna take they're gonna take some it's gonna take some doing and they're, they're gonna end up regardless of if they're the winners of their sub district or not it's gonna take some doing for them to they're gonna end up i think with a tough district matchup i, I just have a feeling um a district final matchup so um but yeah i think i think blair i think blair could definitely come out of here as sub district winners yeah, I think Blair's in a pretty good position. I think they probably probably feel pretty confident about the situation. You always want to be the number one seed. It, you know, it comes with hosting, all those things. But looking at the other districts, the other matchups, Blair has to like where they landed here. Honestly, they might have landed in a better situation as a two seed than they would have as a one seed. Um, South Sioux City, what a – I mean, in a roller coaster of a season for them. Um, we started them out as our number two number two team. I've, I saw their teams in club. I, I really believed in them, and I still do as a program, but they started out one and six. And even at one and six, we kept them in as the number eight team because there was something there. But the then we, we ended up dropping them from the top ten, not because necessarily of them, but other programs started to make their way up, like Waverly and Norris and Aurora. Those teams justified going into the top ten. And then as soon as we drop from the top 10, they go on a win streak. And then all of a sudden you see them, they're, uh, then you see them, they're seven and eight and they're in the number one seed. So, I mean, they're making our job, they're making our jobs hard. Yeah. And it's just like, it just shows what soccer experts we are that, you know, as soon as we drop from the top 10, they turn into a number one seed. But um, yeah, I I believe that is probably going to be Blair and South Sioux city. And I've seen South Sioux city um, play in person. Now, granted, when I saw them play, they lost to Norfolk and they lost to Fremont. In the Fremont game, they were controlling the game until they got a red card and they went down to 10. And then from that point, Fremont was able to take over and come out with a victory. So don't know, not what to think, don't know what to think about South Sioux City. We'll see. I like Blair in this matchup. I feel more confident in their players. Um, I feel more confident in their body of work, but who knows what happens there. Yeah. So moving on to Subdistrict Five, hosted at the Beat. This is on the website at the Beatrice High School, House of Orange, the number one seed, Beatrice Orangeman. I know they listen to the podcast. Listen, I am all in on the Beatrice Orangeman. I need them to make state so I can see them play in person. So if if, if you want to make if you want to make state for no other reason, which there are many other reasons better than wanting to let me see you in person. Do it for Joe. Yeah, Do there we go. Joe. Hey, also not to be someone who begs for stuff, but if you 
if you have an extra Beatrice Orangeman soccer t-shirt, you could send that to me and I will rep that around the Omaha metro area. Um, they're the number one seed. Uh, they play the winners of Crete and Lincoln Lutheran Raymond Central. I think Crete will come out tops in that. I think Crete was hoping that they would have a little bit better of a season than maybe they've had, but they're almost 500. Um, so not, not, not in the worst position. Um, and then they play then on the other side of the bracket, we got Norris and Waverly, which is a great, I'm excited for that matchup too. That one's a um, good, that like one's this, a good matchup. This, this sub-district is great because it has a lot of, it has some pretty talented teams, good matchups. And then whoever, if it ends up being Beatrice and then either Norris or Waverly, that's going to be a great, great sub-district yes. final. So like, so sub-district five, if you want to watch some good class B soccer, some exciting class B soccer, sub-district five in Beatrice, you need to check it out. So Beatrice, story of the season, we've talked about it many times. They uh, The last two seasons that we played, they had two wins combined. They turn it around, they go 13-2. and two. Congratulations, awesome story. Your reward for going 13-2 and two is being placed in probably the most challenging, hard-to-predict um, district in Class A boys. You have Norris, you have Waverly, you have Crete, all teams that we have um, like in our top 10 or were in our top 10 throughout the season. Who knows what's going to happen with that one? Um, I was able to watch Beatrice um, this season, not live or not in person, but they were, I believe, at Norris. And they Norris has a very good live streaming um, service on YouTube. So I was able to watch those teams. Um, Beatrice, I, I, I really, I, I, I think they're probably going to be the ones that come out of this. But this is... Norris and Waverly are very good. Crete can be very good. I'm not sure what happened there. We had them in the top five at the beginning of the season. I think they are starting to turn it on and figure out some of their things. And if they can do that at the right time, we'll see what happens. And, and I think that part of the reason they do the sub-districts thing and then the districts is to, they want to give teams more of a chance and not have to do all the travel because like when they get into when they get into districts and they're just paired based on you know the PowerPoints and everything and the rankings there's going to be some class B teams that are going to have to travel quite a ways to mm-hmm. play one game. So I think that's why they do the sub districts, but because they do the sub districts, you can see some districts that are very top heavy and some sub districts that are very bottom heavy. So we're going to move on. Um, sub district six Columbus SCOTUS is hosting. Um, I made a dumb joke on Twitter about going into the wilderness at wilderness park. Um, and but they're the number one the seed. Pe- <laughs> the people, people the people appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sure they appreciate my terrible jokes. Uh Columbus Scotus is the number one seed. Columbus Scotus obviously both on the boys and girls side has tradition of being a solid soccer program. Um they have Seward, uh, who's the number four team, has not won a game this year. I don't think that will change, unfortunately. Um, and then it's Lakeview, Columbus Lakeview and Skyler. You know, Columbus Lakeview. They're the three seed and they're, they get to play at home essentially. Um, so that they're, mm-hmm. they are three and 10. Skyler is a talented team, but getting to play at home could be an extra benefit for Lakeview. But I do think it's going to be Skyler Scotus in the final, which of this sub district, which could set up a fun sub district final. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Columbus Lakeview is a, as the uh, three seed being able to play essentially at home. That, I mean, that is an advantage, but Skyler's not that far away. Um, so they won't have to travel much. I, I do like Skyler in the way that they have been playing in recent weeks. Um, I was curious to see, especially at the beginning of the season. I mean, um, the middle of their season was definitely their best part. Uh, they go and they lose to Lexington. 
Um, and they lost to Northwest and in recent weeks, they've lost to SCOTUS. Um, but you know, we'll see. I, I think Skyler is a talented team. Um, we'll see if they can get over the hump here. I think Columbus SCOTUS probably comes out of this one, but I think the final of Columbus SCOTUS and Skyler will be very entertaining. Um, let's see when they played, they played on April 22nd, Columbus SCOTUS, um, ended up winning three to two. So it, it was a close game and, uh, it's really difficult to beat a team twice in a row in a short period of time. So, um, something to be said for that. Yep. And next up, we'll just move right along to uh, district seven Northwest number one seed. Um, uh, you know, thankfully Northwest Omaha, Omaha Northwest, and I believe Grand Island Northwest are in different conference or different uh, classes. Otherwise this would be way too confusing for me. Um, then the number one seed, Carney Catholic two, York three, Aurora and Hastings playing the playing game four and five. Hastings is very, very down. I expect Aurora to move on face Northwest, which would be a tough game for Northwest and Aurora. That'd be a good game. Aurora Northwest. And I think York, um, uh, could provide an interesting game with Carney Catholic. York really hasn't played a ton of teams that are going to challenge them. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I don't know what your thoughts are, Chase. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the more appealing one-four matchups that we have. Aurora is definitely going to give um, Great Island Northwest a run for the money. Um, it's not a foregone conclusion that Northwest will move on to the finals there. Carney uh, Catholic. We'll see. I they're nine and three. Very good season for them. Very good season for them. But they started six and zero, feeling really, really good. They looked like they're heading the right direction, and they end the season on a three and three record. So we will see how that goes. York definitely has a chance um, in that game, and I think whoever wins, my gut tells me that whoever wins the Northwest and Aurora game is probably going to have um, the advantage in that final. Uh, but but we'll see about that. Yeah, um, and then we're going to be moving right along. Last sub-district, uh, this this was took forever to roll out on Twitter, too. So I was the one tweeting these out, um, and Lexington was like, "Where's where are we at? And I was like, well, I'm not the Nebraska State Association, <laughs> so like, talk to them. They're the number one seed. I'm a big fan of Lexington. Um, I think they're quality, quality squad. Um, they will get by a gearing team fairly easily. No issues there. Uh, Holdridge and Scott's bluff. I think Scott's bluff will run out winners there. Um, and I do, I mean, I think that I, I think Lexington will see, see themselves past Scott's bluff. No problem. Yeah. I mean, they, they played earlier this season, April 8th, they played uh, Lexington came away the six Oh victory on that one. Um, you know, we started this in part to promote teams like Scott's bluff and, um, to give more attention to those central and western Nebraska teams. And as we've done it, I, I've learned very quickly how difficult it is to actually get to know every team, especially when they're far away and you can't go see them in person. Scott's Bluff is a bit of an unknown to me, at least. Um, you look at their schedule and it doesn't help you at all either with that because they're so far out there that they don't play a lot of the teams that we know, like that, are, that we would consider to be good measuring sticks. They play. They played three teams. Three of their wins have come against um, Wyoming teams. Yeah, and I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Well, and I, I, I know, so I know a little. I know a little bit. Not, not obviously. I, I used to live in Wyoming. I coached at the University of Wyoming. I, I know a little bit about their high school soccer. The teams that Scott's Wolf are playing are not traditionally good teams in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. 
like no offense, but like they're just they're not to the level of a Lexington, you know. So yeah, and Lex- Lexington's going to be the clear favorite here, and we have them number two. Um, they hung with uh, Scott uh, when they played. They defeated Papio South. That was in Class A. That was the first game of the season. Saw that one in person. Um, Lexington probably uh, going to handle business, I would think, in that matchup. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a quick commercial break. Stay with us. Chase and I are going to finish our districts and sub-districts uh, two-part preview uh, with the girls' soccer sub-districts B after this commercial break. Welcome back. It's our sub-district preview for Class B. We're on to the girls' side, so we're going to quickly get into – to B1. I don't think Chase and I have too much to say about this. It's Conestoga at six and six is the one seed. Um, they play Nebraska City, the four seed. Plattsmith's the two seed. Auburn's the three seed. It is probably the weakest sub-district for the girls. Unfortunately, I think the winner for this sub-district, their reward might be that they have to play Scud in Class B districts. So I, I don't, uh, I you know, they, they'll, they'll get uh, some sweet feelings for a little bit, but it could be pretty hard in 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 the next week for them so yeah i mean it's always a good thing if you're the one to advance out of your sub district but uh like you said in this case uh advancing means you get to go play one of the um better teams that we have seen this season in omaha scott Plattsmith is uh i'm leaning towards them in this matchup um i've seen some good things um about that program and um that'd be a big step for him but uh yeah, uh, it's funny how the sub-districts wind up and who who ends up where because I think as we advance through this, we're going to see some other districts and be like, yeah, they it'd probably be better if they were in B1 and you switch some teams around, but that's just how it goes. Yeah, so jumping into District 2, hosted at College of St. Mary's, so here in Omaha. Um, Omaha Mercy, number one seed. They take on Platteview, seven, who's 7-7. Seven and seven. They're the four seed. Gross Catholics, the two seed. Ralston's the three seed. Um, this is a pretty, pretty. This is this is a pretty good district. I mean, Mercy's obviously Mercy's obviously one of the uh, top teams in Class B this year. Um, Gross Catholic, I think, is pretty talented. Well, they've played some teams tough. They have some pieces there to be good. They're eight and six, but it's a little bit deceiving. Um, and and it shows you they're eight and six. Um, but they are the higher seed uh, with Ralston and have better, more power points just slightly than Ralston, who's 10 and five. Um, but so I, I honestly see Omaha Mercy Gross, Gross Catholic being the final here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Mer- they'll be playing at College of St. Mary's where Mercy has played pretty much all season. So I, I kind of expect Mercy to come out tops here, but it, it could go Gross Catholic as well. Yeah, I we've had Mercy in the top three all, all year round. Them and Duchenne have been kind of going back and forth at two and three. Um, Mercy's a very, very good squad. We'll, we'll see. Um, I, I tend to agree with you on I think they will probably be the ones to advance out of this, but you have to give um, some attention to Gross Catholic. They have Alexis Towson um, over there. She's going to Northern State University, D2, yes. a, a, a program that both of us – are pretty familiar yep. with and and they recruit well and they they identify talent so yeah and alexis um, and alexis also, will alexis will do well as a northern sun goalkeeper so mm-hmm. um, and then uh they have sydney uh heron yep. who is um one of the point she's up there in terms of uh point leaders this season so you know if uh if mercy doesn't focus completely on that game 
they could find themselves down, but uh, that, that should be a pretty good matchup. And, then, Mercy, and, Gross and, Catholic. and if Gross Catholic can win the sub district, their power points are going to go up and they could get a more favorable matchup in the, in the, uh, in the districts. So then um, we head into district three, with pretty, pretty difficult sub districts. Uh, Duchenne's the number one seed. Um, their playing game is going to be, they have, they'll have probably either end up playing, they'll either end up playing Bennington or Concordia. So probably more than likely Bennington, but it, it could go either way. Um, then in the other, across the other side is uh, Roncalli and Blair. And I honestly thought Roncalli was going to be better this year. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they do have some difference makers, particularly Abby Schwartz, who's going to Nebraska. But again, I don't know what the health has been of their team all year. They've been in a lot of high scoring games. Like they score a bunch of goals, but they also give up a lot of goals, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, and then Blair, Blair's been a nice story this year. I, I've really liked what they've done. Um, they, uh, they have a, they have a, they have a solid squad as well. So this is an interesting sub district. Duchenne's just so hard because they defend so well. They defend so well. So. Yeah. And this, and, and back in B1, we we're referring to, you know, you'd like to see some teams maybe switch. We're, you know, kind of talking about B3 here. You got Bennington, the four seed. They have a higher, uh, you know, higher points than the one seed over in B1. Yep. Um, it's a it's a challenging di- uh, sub-district to predict. I do like Omaha Deschen, even if they have to face Bennington, which is not an ideal matchup for them. Um when, it, when you're the one seed, you tend to want an easier setup than a Bennington Badger squad that has played really well um, this year. On the other side, I agree with you about Roncalli. Um, we had them ranked high. I believe we had them ranked three in the preseason because of those difference makers. Um, those difference makers can take over, and we can see what happens in sub-districts. Blair is a very uh, good team that both you and I have been impressed with this season, so Duchenne is probably, I think, going to advance out of this group, but um, it's going to it's going to be a challenge. It's when you're the one seed, you uh, typically don't like this path when you see things get matched up. Yeah, no, no, you don't. So, um, we'll we'll head into uh, sub district four. I think this one's a pretty quick conversation. Um, I think the Elkhorn North Waverly game could be uh, an interesting matchup. Um, their reward is probably going to be Scott after Scott. Uh, I mean, I assume Scott will take care of uh, Elkhorn uh, pretty, pretty easily. So, uh, you know, the only blemish on Scott Catholic's record has been North Platte. Um, and otherwise they've been, um, you know, they, they're, they're pretty, they're really good. They've been hard. Yeah. And it, and both on the boys and girls side, Omaha Scott's are number one and uh, they've been dominant all year long. Um, Omaha Scott is the favorite uh, to me to win the title, and that's not going out too far on a limb there. Um, that's a, I think that's a pretty typical answer when you talk with people from around the state. Waverly, Waverly's had a, had a good season, um, but when you match up versus Scott, you almost have to play a perfect game. You have to have um, a lot of talent, and it's, it's not anyone's fault. It's just Omaha Scott's really, really good. I am impressed by Elkhorn North, though. I mean, a 6-8 and eight record your first year in existence – that's something to build on for the future. So congratulations to them. I know obviously they want to get out of the sub-district. They want to make the state. Everyone wants to win. But uh, looking at the long-term foundation of the program, I think Elkhorn North has done more than I expected them to do at the start of the season. So 
um, they, they should be recognized for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, heading into sub district five also hosted for girls also hosted at wilderness park. Um, we have Columbus SCOTUS as the one seed, just like their boys program. They'll play the winner of the playing game between Lutheran high Norfolk Catholic co-op and Skyler, which I, I mean, neither team has had a super strong season. I, I think, uh, Lutheran High and Norfolk Catholic have only played eight games, winning one. Skyler's played 12, winning none. Um, South Sioux City and Columbus Lakeview on the other side of the bracket. Um, it, I think it's going to be a matchup between two Columbus teams in the final, which is cool for the city to see a sub-district final there. Um, but I do see, I think, SCOTUS. I think SCOTUS has got it um, for this sub-district going forward. Yeah, I agree with you. I, SCOTUS um... – They've won, they've won six of the last seven. They're on, and uh, they did lose to Blair and they lost to Lincoln Luther Raymond Central, but um, they have defeated GI Northwest. They defeated, um, you know, Elkhorn in there. So I, I like Columbus SCOTUS to advance out of this. It, it will be cool, though, that if you see Columbus Lakeview and Columbus SCOTUS advance to the finals, I always like those sub districts or districts that throw in a little rivalry and a little city pride yeah, absolutely um, at, absolutely and uh it evens it out because they're both technically kind of at home and they know each other well and so i i oh i just feel like it brings a little more pressure and a little bit higher stakes because you're not only trying to advance to the next round but you're against people that you might know um people that you played before and you're fighting for uh, the right to say that you're the top team in the, in the city, um, at least in your class level. So Columbus Lakeview, Columbus SCOTUS, I think are going to go through. And, uh, from there, I think, you know, it could go, it could go any which way. Um, I'm not exactly ready to just say, yep. One or the other. Yeah. 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 Um, Columbus SCOTUS that you would think would be favored, um, on paper, but, but they're close. Yeah, exactly. So moving on, we have three sub districts left. So, B6 is next, hosted at Norris High School by the number one seed, Norris, 15-0, only unbeaten team in Class B. Um, and probably the story, we said Beatrice was the story of the season for Class B boys. Norris probably the season for Class B girls. Um, you know, I'm going to put my coach hat on here, so if any Norris High School girls are listening to this, you're not done yet, all right? You're 15-0, but – it only matters if you get to state and what you do at state. So keep playing. Um, you do have a, they do have a tough sub district here. Um, obviously I think they're playing games, one that they'll get through after, after the, or the winner, they get the winner of the playing game. They'll probably get through that one. Then they have the winner of Beatrice Lincoln Lutheran, um, you know, Lincoln Lutheran Raymond central's 10 and two. They're a good squad this year too. And I think that sets up a very fun sub district final possibly between Norris and Lincoln Lutheran uh, Raymond central, which I would yeah, look they... forward to. Yeah, if they both hand, if both those teams handle business and they advance to the final, that's going to be one of the ones that we're definitely paying a lot of attention to. Norris is, um, uh, it's a it's a great story that, and they have some really talented uh, players. Um, they got Reese Boyer down there. She she's going to be a top sophomore, um, one of the top players in their class. And Norris is a community that, just like Bennington, soccer needs to embrace it. Soccer needs to reach out to it, and it's good to see them um, having success. Fifteen and zero. Uh, we, I, I didn't see that coming. No, I didn't no, see, no, no. I, I don't, no. and I don't know many that did, <laughs> but it's been so fun to just watch it and learn about them. 
Um, and then you got on the other side, Lincoln Lutheran, Raymond Central. We had them ranked a little bit more highly yeah. uh, at the start of the season, but they, they've proven all those things right. I, and I think we had them ranked highly, but I honestly didn't think that they would show as highly as they have even. I mean, we no. ranked them highly, but they've I think they've outshone even what we ranked them, which was cool. So good story there too. Um, obviously overshadowed a little bit by Norris, but uh, you know, just if you're Norris, you got to keep it rolling because it, it just does like once you get into sub districts and districts and state, like it, it you don't want your 15 and 0 season to be like a good story. You want it to be a great story, so you have to finish it. Um, moving over to just sub district seven, uh, Carney Catholic and Yorker in the play-in game. They're going to play the number one seed Aurora, um, and then on the other side, it's Hastings. Um, and Northwest, um, Aurora's had a solid season. Um, they've been fun to follow. Uh, they've been active with us and sharing all the updates with us on social media. So we've always appreciated that. Um, and I, I think that this is a closer sub-district, but I do, I do think it'll probably be Aurora and Northwest in the final, um, but it, that, that'll be a tough one. I don't know. I don't know which way to call that one. Yeah. Uh, Aurora's won twice. So Aurora and Northwest have played twice this season. Aurora's come out uh, top on both of them. One a 4-1 victory, the other one a 2-0 victory. Um, so that would seem to indicate, right, that Aurora has the upper hand. They've dealt with this twice. They've won twice. But I, we said it when we were talking about the boys when we see multiple matchups like that. It is so incredibly difficult to beat a team twice and then even more difficult to beat a team a third time, um, especially in this environment. When you beat them in the regular season, um, you know, you move on to the next game and then you have to face them in districts. And you're like, man, why do we have to play this team again? We've done it twice already. We've proven ourselves. So, you know, um, Aurora would seem to be the one you would think would go through here. Um, but GI Northwest, again, that co-op there in Grand Island, uh, they're in their first season. They have a shot and uh, that's kind of up in the air to see who, who comes out of there. Yeah. And then final sub district. We go way, 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 way out west again. Uh, Scotts Bluffs, the one seed. They play Holdridge. And then across the bracket, they got Lexington and Gehring uh, facing off. I'm, I, I assume we'll see Lexington and Scotts Bluff. I think we could see that in the boys' uh, sub-district that they're in and the girls' sub-district that they're in. So that's exciting and kind of cool because that – I know that's a – I think – isn't that generally a little bit of a rivalry anyways? Um in soccer well it's just it's just because they're two of the better they're the, teams they're the, I two, guess, te- they're the two the they're the two better teams and, out there right yeah and so, so you know they're going to play each other quite a bit and it, it, it becomes kind of an every year thing because it's an easy one to write into the schedule and um i think it's more on the boy side it's probably more of a rivalry yeah, traditionally yeah. the lexington girls and this is something i want to talk about a little bit is traditionally the lexington girls have not been great, right? That was always one that you could kind of chalk up that they're going to win zero to three or four games a season. So what a turnaround. Um, <laughs> it, absolutely. It's so it's so awesome to see them and uh, their advancement as a program because at the beginning of the season, I put in our preseason preview, they did this in 20, they did this in 2019. They had a, their, like one of their first winning records in I don't know how many years, a lot of years. And I, I put in the preseason preview, is this just a one-year thing or is this a true turnaround of a program? Can they do it again in 2021? Well, guess what? They do. And they did. They're 11 and four. They're the number two seed. And honestly, I like them coming out of this district, not only because I think they're talented. I like the story. 
um, which doesn't have anything to do with the, you know, results <laughs> of the game. But we but cheer for I, stories I, sometimes. Yes. <laughs> and I, I like the story. Scott's Bluff, um, the same, I'm having the same dilemma as I am with the, on the boys side. Um, they're nine and three, three of their wins come against Wyoming competition. Yeah. I have, I don't know anything about Wyoming soccer. Um, and so it's hard for me to compare looking at schedules to measure those wins and the quality of win. Yeah. Um, so I, I like Lexington in this matchup. Yeah. And, and I think that's the cool thing. And I think like shout out to the Lexington soccer program and the Lexington coaches, because it, we see it all over the state, right? We see these teams who aren't good and they're just forever and always just, you know, zero to three wins. You can't build. Yeah. You can't build. Anything. So to, to actually build something and to turn it around, even if it's just because there's more kids coming through the program and more coming kids coming into the program, that's great because if you sometimes, even if you have that, you can't be successful because there's no tradition and no culture. So like awesome to see them at 11 and four, like here's the thing that makes it interesting, right? If Lexington can win and, or Scott, like that could be an absolutely awful trek to go all the way out there (laughs) for a district game for either of those two teams if you have to play either of those two teams in your district game if they're high enough ranked where they're one of the top 18 where they're hosting yeah yeah they're hosting boy i no offense made 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 both of those trips i've made both of those trips (laughs) when i was playing high school at norfolk they are not fun Uh, they take forever and uh no and no offense no offense offense to either of those teams but if if you do host we will not be driving out to cover you live so if you have a live stream keep us updated on twitter (laughs) yeah keep us updated on twitter or live stream um and then we will watch but and that's the last thing we want to say before we sign off with class b um class a and i know it's sometimes resources i know it's support i know it's interest level um but one of our biggest troubles sometimes with following all these class b teams and some of these teams that we don't know anything about is because we rely on coaches, players, fans. And then we also rely on social media and some of these teams and some of these schools, even athletic departments don't have social media accounts. So we don't even know how these, we don't, or they don't update rosters. They don't put in scores. They don't put in stats. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for us to really get a full picture of everything that's going on. So if you're a coach and you're listening to this, like that's something that something small that you can do is a social media account for your player. And just even if it's for your players and, your families, because honestly, when Chase and I started Nebraska Soccer Talk, we were doing we're all we're doing it for is the players and their families. If that's our listenership and that's our readership, cool. That's good enough for us. We obviously want it to be more, but like if that's who we serve and that's who enjoys it, great. And that's what you can do as a program too. So, and then it also helps us out. So it's two, it's a double double sword double edged sword there. Um, but thank you again for listening. We're excited for a ton of soccer. We're going to try our best to stay updated on Twitter. Make sure to tag us in everything. Um, and then yes. we will do a big second. week. Lots of games going on. Yeah. Tag us. Let us know. DM we, us. We, yeah. we like to be the one uh, place every, everyone can go and they're updated with soccer around the state. But we rely. It, it's only two of us. We yeah. rely on everyone around the state to let us know what's going on. And uh, – and yeah, and then we'll do a second episode with for the Class B teams um, to to uh, cover the uh, district matchups next week. So, thanks for listening.
Thank you for listening to our sub-district preview for the 2021 Girls and Boys Nebraska High School Soccer Season. Reminder, Class B parents, fans, players, teams, coaches, and all soccer fans in the state, we will be having another episode next week to cover the Class B district games, which will decide who represents the state of Nebraska at the Nebraska State Soccer Tournament. So make sure you stay tuned for that. If you want more class, more soccer information, tune into our Class A episode that was posted previous to this. Have a good weekend, everyone, and enjoy your soccer. Stay safe, and we wish all Class A, Class B, boys and girls, players, coaches, teams, and fans the best of luck on your road to Morrison.